HE News, episode number 28. Welcome back to another episode of Health Empowerment News with Croft Woodruff. This week, more on depleted uranium, vaccines, and Gulf War syndrome. And thanks for listening again to Health Empowerment News with Croft Woodruff. I'm here in Studio 604 in Vancouver with Croft Woodruff himself. Good morning, Andrew. It's good to see you. And, had a little uh, bit of a hiatus there for a couple of Saturdays. Yeah, but it's a beautiful Saturday today here in uh, at the 49th Parallel. And uh, we uh, are going to talk a, quite a bit about a few things we've talked about already. De- depleted uranium uh, and uh, vaccines and, and possible links to causal links to Gulf War Syndrome. And uh, we'll get into a little bit more on vitamin D and C and things like that for protective effects on uh, against radiation yes particularly when we have fukushima in the background and uh, from what i can understand they really don't have that under control at all yeah they have meltdowns uh, i guess in at least uh, i guess at least three or four of the reactors but uh, i'm not certain on that mm-hmm. and the um a video that you sent out to your list, uh, it was actually, I watched it this morning. I got up early and it's two, almost two hours in length or actually more than two hours it's in just, length. Uh, yeah, about two hours. Yeah, and it's uh, produced by Gary Null, uh, who is a uh, well like a world-renowned natural health uh, doctor and advocate. And researcher. Yeah. Researcher and uh, author of many books and director of uh, all sorts of documentaries. This one in particular is about depleted uranium uh, having a causal link with, uh, for the, you know, the symptoms of... of uh, Gulf War Gulf syndrome, War they syndrome. call it. Yeah. Uh, although they've been calling it post-traumatic stress syndrome. Yeah. This, of course, is a cover-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, great video. Uh, what do, you, do you want to summarize it and just uh, for people who... Uh, uh, and, and I'll put a link to the in the show notes to the video. Well, what it is, we have uh, veterans of uh, not just uh, the two Gulf Wars, one and two, but also from uh, the uh, the breakup of uh, Yugoslavia in the mid-1990s. And um, it turns out that um, the uh, NATO was using um, uh, weapons made uh, with depleted uranium. Uh, the lovable thing about the depleted uranium is that it is very, very hard and dense, and uh, a uh, shell that is coated with this metal goes through a thick plate steel, like a knife through hot uh, or a hot knife through butter, and uh, and it vaporizes everything, and the result is is that uh, we have um, uh, fine particles of uh, depleted uranium that contaminates everything in the air, the soil, the dust. Can you imagine in a, in a desert area such as Iraq where it mixes up with the soil and every time there is a desert storm you have um, uh, this sand 
kicked up with the wind, along with uh, uh, the very, very fine particles of depleted uranium, and there for people to inhale. And now we see in Iraq epidemics of cancer that have gone up astronomically. I forget how many types of cancer, but it is absolutely frightening what uh, what they have done, the the warmongers, because that's what they are. They make money from from selling war, uh, and under the guise of uh, freeing people from uh, tyranny, when in fact they give them a new tyranny, and mm-hmm. uh, the tyranny of uh, of disease and in uh, the exposure to well, depleted the, uranium. The uh, uh, the cancer rates um, they're saying an epidemic of cancer in yeah. in Iraq uh, are primarily in children. Yes, uh, because they're more susceptible to the radiation. Absolutely, uh, because of the rapid, uh, they're growing, and they're, so there's rapid cellular change, and uh, the result is that they're very, very vulnerable to uh, for, from uh, poisoning, uh, radiation poisoning, and uh, the damage to the uh, the cells that can accrue, and the result is the birth defects, uh, two or three headed babies. Um, uh, minus arms or or legs or all, uh, and uh, uh, distortions of, of of the of the physical body, it's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The um, the other thing too is of course uh, the rates of cancer are uh, you know the, a two headed baby is something that really we take notice of, but these increased rates of cancer are something that. Uh, it's They're not taken for granted, more or less. Yes. You've and got uh, uh, increases in leukemia. Uh, you have increases in, in skin cancers. Uh, there's uh, thyroid cancer, uh, liver cancer, kidney cancer, because for one thing, the liver and, and the kidney are very important uh, organs uh, of, uh, of, a, of elimination. So any toxins going through the body hit the liver and the kidney, and uh, there's a price to be paid for that. Mm-hmm. And the soldiers, of course, are are poisoned by the uh, the radioactivity as well. Uh, yes, being ex- exposed to depleted. Well, it uranium. depletes the immune system. That's another thing. And uh, they're trying to blame it on a non-existent virus, or they're looking for a virus or a bacteria. And uh, the result is is that they have no answer, and it's just a cover up. And it's ironic because they have been genetically engineering viruses as well as bacteria. Uh, in their quest of, uh, pr- of producing vaccines, and in mm-hmm. that they open up a whole can of worms in terms of, uh, of the, the inflictions that they are doing to the the immune system, and not just mankind but uh, nature itself. It's just frightening. Okay, so they use this because it's it's easier to penetrate armor. That's right. Using, that's, these, using these weapons. That's their uh, justification. And as long as the uh, it's, you know, these these uh, depleted uranium shells, are, as long as they're encased in the bullet or the or the shell, uh, they don't pose a significant risk but once they But once they have exploded, once they go into the armor of the tank, they explode inside and everything is contaminated with depleted uranium. Everything is pretty well emulsified, you might say, yeah. and uh, turned into uh, minute, uh, minute uh, particles, uh, particles. Uh, and, uh, and there's nothing left of, of any living organism. 
But uh, the remaining remnants that are left behind, of course, are the radioactive isotopes. And how long and do they last in the, in, in oh, the environment? Oh, uh, from what I understand, uh, from what I understand, we're talking about uh, maybe several hundred, if not a million years, hundreds of thousands of years, anyways. I think uh, the diminishment. Uh, of some of the radioactivity might take at least 200 years. And it, from what I can gather, not all that significant a drop. Mm-hmm. So we have to live with that. Our, our children, our grandchildren have to live with that and well, uh, cope with it. The Pentagon says, uh, officially says that depleted uranium weapons are safe. Well, of course, either ways they wouldn't be able to use them. And uh, now uh, quite a few uh, doctors and uh, experts are saying that it is a direct cause of the symptoms of the Gulf War Syndrome. Uh, And they're also pointing the fingers at uh, the vaccines Mm -hmm. uh, that the soldiers were um, exposed to, uh, mainly because in one day they they can receive half a dozen or more vaccines uh which increases their from what i understand it can be as much as about 158 shots from the from the time they are inducted and go through the whole course of induction mm-hmm. that, that they can accumulate that many wow and uh, and of course uh, uh these vaccines contain at least 24 micrograms of uh mercury which is a very toxic neurological poison and uh, and of course uh, there's also aluminum yeah. in these uh, vaccines it too is a neurological poison well if it doesn't contain mercury it contains aluminum yeah if it doesn't uh, contain mercury it may it still could have an aluminum but i understand or the majority squ- squalene. of these hmm? squalene as well squalene yeah this is uh, this is a uh, fat from uh, whale oil isn't it yeah it's similar to cholesterol yes and it has its own set of problems and probably hastening the onset of cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. So the reason why we're bringing this topic up again is because uh, it's come to your attention that in Libya, they're using depleted uranium. Yes, they are. They, they're denying it, but they are using it because they, there's no way uh, that they could uh, get away with what they're doing in terms of the tremendous force of explosions, these cluster bombs are, are, are deadly, absolutely deadly. And that's what they used uh, to great effect in, uh, in Iraq mm-hmm. and uh, Kuwait when they went in to drive the Iraqis out. And, uh, and of course, uh, in the Balkans during the uh, breakup of Yugoslavia. Interesting. So uh, in all of these these uh, wars or uh, whatever you whatever their official term is for them <laughs> money making machines uh, in, in, all, in all of these uh, these incidents it, there's been uh, some kind of a, like a version of Gulf War syndrome happening where the soldiers become ill yeah after, uh, after they're out of the service and they become ill and because uh, it happens after they're out of the service instead of while they're in the service, then uh, the, the military medics uh, get out from under by saying, oh, no, it's uh, nothing to do with uh, being in the service or being exposed to this side or the other thing. And, of course, the, the vaccine damage that is done is one of the biggest uh, cover-ups of, 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 the, uh, of the last century. Mm-hmm. 
So they're being ex- exposed to radiation from depleted uranium. They're being exposed to uh, toxins like mercury and uh, aluminum and squalene mm-hmm. in the in the uh, uh, the vaccines. And of course, there's experimental viruses and uh, bacteria that they have been working with in their in their quest for vaccinations. And in effect, also using uh, the 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 soldiers, the men and women who have volunteered uh, to uh, fight for freedom, and this is inflicted on them in the name of science and uh, scientific experiment, because that's what they're being used for uh, as guinea pigs, really, and uh, and nobody's told about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, but that Gary Null documentary is well worth getting. Yes, uh, I watched it uh, this morning. Excellent, uh, excellent movie. If you're at all interested in this subject, I will put a link in the show notes. Uh, or if you just go to Google Video and search for, uh, it's called uh, Gulf War Syndrome, Killing Our Own. And it is it is a very, very good documentary. Now, I have to say that Google uh, Video is being shut down uh, fairly soon. So uh, try and catch that video soon. We'll also try and find a another source uh, for the video and possibly um, uh, even... Make it available on DVD and, uh, and, yeah. and for free because it's very... For, now, for quite a while, Gary Null actually was making that video for free yeah, and asking is. people to duplicate it and distribute it as much as they possibly can. And I would certainly urge people to do exactly the same thing. If they, if they want to free us from this tyranny that is going on, of the Wall Street bankers and the munitions makers, and uh, and the uh, the medical mafia, which is big pharma, then uh, this is what you have to do. Yep, and there was a number and an email address where you could order the DVD, and they would send it to you for free. But apparently, that it's um, to a contact that's no longer affiliated with Gary Null. So we will uh, try and find uh, a. a, a correct person that we can uh, refer you to to get the video otherwise we will find another way to make it available excellent and uh, uh, we were talking before the show a little bit about um, uh, thorium which is a a, it's a uh, mineral or element that has similar properties to uranium but it's less radioactive and less toxic and And less likely to cause a meltdown yeah apparently it doesn't have the uh, ability or the capacity for a um, chain reaction. So if it does, or to sustain a chain, yeah, to, re- chain reaction, to sustain yeah. a chain reaction, making so it a can't be used impossible. as a bomb. Yeah, but it can be used uh, as a as a, uh, a steam generator to produce electricity. But it was, it was because essentially that's what a nuclear power plant is, as they're just using an atomic reaction to heat the water to produce the steam to drive the turbines. In turn, driving the ge- the uh, electrical generators. Yeah, and uh, a well-known pol- former politician and talk show radio host and journalist here in uh, in Vancouver, Rafe Mayer, uh, did a piece on nuclear energy, and uh, a, a lot of people thought that he was in favor of nuclear energy, but he came came out with a, a, a blog post saying, "No, uh, I, I said nothing in favor of nuclear energy, but only made the point that before anything is rejected." Uh, we should study to see what our options are. And thorium uh, was looked at seriously in the early days of nuclear power as uh, as a, as a source of nuclear energy. And uh, the only problem 
uh, with thorium is that it doesn't produce uh, byproducts. Fissionable uh, materials that will uh, produce a bomb. Yeah, you don't get plutonium yeah. from thorium. You, you mm-hmm. just it does. You can't get. You, it's just not possible. So with uranium, of course, you 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 can get mm-hmm. these byproducts and produce uh, a nuclear. Yeah. Well, uh, plutonium weapons. is well named. Uh, Pluto was the is a, uh, Greek mythology or Roman mythology was the Lord of Hell, and uh, Uranus is about uh, somewhere on the same scale, anyways, and and hence uh, uranium was named after the Roman or Greek god Uranus, and um, I also have a bit of a joke about that because we know what the <laughs> what the rear end of the colon is. <laughs> <laughs> and we're we're getting a we're getting the kind of deal that you could expect from uh, from an, an emptying Uranus, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Terrible joke. A raw deal. Yeah. Okay. No, it's actually a pretty good joke. the <laughs> the uh, The use of thorium is now starting to come uh, back into favor with India, looking to replace uh, all of their. Uh, to become completely thorium uh, uh, reactors um, within the next 15, 20 years. So uh, is it a, is that a good move? It's a definitely better move. Well, I would say that it's far better than sticking with, uh, with uh, these plutonium uh, uranium reactors Uh, from the standpoint, uh, the thorium reactor is much, much safer and, uh, and uh, it doesn't proliferate uh, a lot of uh, radioactive waste, uh, which the uh, uh, the uranium and uh, plutonium type of uh, the current type of uh, units that they have uh, that uh, give us trouble in uh, Fukushima, and uh, and of course uh, they had Three Mile Island in the United States. Uh, they had problems with uh, the atomic reactor uh, in uh, Central Washington. I forgot the name of it. But um, as uh, they have, they have the, that atomic energy uh, uh, section in the in Washington, and uh, then there was, uh, uh, of course, uh, Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting because I'll put this post by Neil Reynolds uh, from the Globe and Mail. Uh, it's an article that he wrote uh, on May twenty third, two thousand eleven basically saying with thorium we could have safe nuclear power and he say, he's he's basically saying uh that they didn't choose uranium uh because it was a better fuel thorium is actually more abundant it's all over the world it's simpler it's safer uh it is slightly radioactive uh but it can't sustain a chain reaction like we talked about earlier so meltdowns impossible and the only reason why they went for it is because of the uh in the cold war uh, the science goal was synonymous with the military goal, which was nuclear weapons, and plutonium de- delivered the deadliest mushroom cloud. So uh, it is uh, for that reason that we have uh, nuclear power using uranium uh, and not thorium. Yeah, it's the military-industrial complex uh, at work here. They're the ones that are behind it. This is what Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, when he... Uh, retired from the U.S. presidency. Uh, that's what he warned us about, was the military-industrial complex. But in part of that axiom also should include medical complex, the military-industrial medical complex. 
because uh, much of this is also tied up with the, the pharmaceutical industry, which in effect controls the medical industry, and uh, and is one reason why we have the medical system that we have, uh, and a, a medical system that is not really satisfactory to uh, humanity, and gave rise to the natural health industry, and uh, returning back to herbs and vitamins and minerals uh, through proper nutrition. Wasn't it, wasn't it DuPont uh, who coined the term better living through chemicals? Somebody like that, yeah. And uh, now it's the you know, pharmaceuticals, uh, the pharmaceutical industry's slogan, better living through, through pharmaceuticals. That's right. That's exactly what they're trying to push on us. Yeah. When in, in fact, uh, we have these um, situations where you uh, have a patient who is diagnosed as being, in this case, we'll say HIV positive, and uh, the... Uh, the test is faulty, so you could test positive when you're not, uh, uh, or uh, you might test negative when you're not. But in any case, if you are testing positive, the drugs that they give you are, without exception, immune suppressant. Uh, they are metabolic poisons, and uh, they will make you positive. And this is this is the, the, the sucker that the HIV AIDS patient gets drawn into. Did we ever do a whole show on that? We should. We I don't think we I think we've intended to, but we never yeah. did because that's something that uh, that is very been important. It has to get out there a long because, time. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we should do that. Maybe uh, next week or or in a future right, episode, we'll work on into detail yeah. on that one. And it's it's not just a a few you know people that are out there that are coming up with these theories. There's, there's a whole group of, of really uh, uh, established and... Very uh, powerful very scientists, uh, well-credentialed. Yeah, well-credentialed, exactly. Uh, that are, that are, that are uh, coming out uh, against the current paradigm, if you will. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned before the show that uh, this, was, this thorium was a Canadian uh, invention. That's what I understand, that it, it was, uh, that, uh, that was the original format of the can-do, as I understand it, but I could yeah. be wrong. No, you're right, because I'm just looking at this mm-hmm. article uh, uh, in the Globe and Mail, uh, and it's saying that they, they experimented with thorium, and we're going to use thorium, but um, uh, it says, ironic, isn't it? Canada experimented with the safer, simpler thorium for decades, yet in the end, confronted with an elemental choice, Canada chose plutonium. Because they wanted to make atomic bombs. To and fuel its nuclear sort of reactors. Right. Uh, but now uh, China is uh, crediting Canada and saying that they're going to go ahead and use uh, thorium. Yeah, I gather it's a its Canadian patent then, isn't it? Yeah, uh, probably. It says uh, Canada can do will realize full potential for... Oh, yeah. Uh, which announced 18 months ago that Canada's reactors provide the ideal technology for China's full-scale use of thorium as an alternative nuclear fuel. But, you know, ironically, we didn't even use thorium ourselves. No, that's that's the the, 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 the ironical part of it. Because we have had uh, accidents, I think, in our own can-do reactors similar to... Uh, what they had at Three Mile Island, Three Mile Island, and, and without also. the without the meltdown, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's. Uh, let's move on to um, you were t- we were talking um, 
actually we're kind of tying a few shows together here because we did talk about uh, depleted uranium before and we've talked about of course the Japanese uh, situation uh, at length and uh, and we talked about natural protection from uh, radiation uh, low doses of radiation using uh, all sorts of different uh, natural therapy natural uh, remedies yeah. vitamin D for instance uh, uh, if anybody wants uh, a copy of this uh, they can contact me at croft.woodruff at gmail dot com and I'll be quite happy to send them a, a copy of the, of the item uh, and of course the, this item is that this vitamin can radically reduce damage from radioactivity f- from Fukushima in this case uh, and it was posted by Dr. Uh, Mercola, who is a medical doctor, but to actually practice more naturopathy, I think, than he does medicine. Yeah, he's a medical doctor um, and also an osteopath. I yes. Yeah. And uh, he points out that vitamin D3, which is the natural occurring form of uh, vitamin D, uh, it uh, has a powerful ability to uh, affect uh, many, many... Uh, mechanisms regarding the way our cells operate and part of it is apparently uh, helping to protect us from radioactivity or the damage from radioactivity and um, what he says uh, according to a paper of the International Journal of uh, Low Radiation uh, our understanding of how vitamin D mediates biological responses has uh, entered a new era in view of the evidence that has been presented in this journal, I presume is what they're saying, it would appear that vitamin D, by its preventive uh, ameliorating actions, should be given serious consideration as a protective agent against sublethal radiation injury, and in particular, that induced by, induced by low radiation. And uh, what you're looking at probably is around 4,000 to 8,000 international units of vitamin D3. Oh, hang on a second, Croft. Yeah. Isn't the daily recommended allowance for vitamin D 1,000 international units? Yeah. Well, we're, they're talking about four, four to eight times that much. 500, I think, is the maximum. Yeah. And uh, But uh, they're changing that now because of what uh, this kind of research is coming up with. Well, I take two thousand in with breakfast and two thousand with dinner. I take so. at least four thousand units, international units a day of, uh, of vitamin D three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, it's inexpensive. That's the beautiful part of it. You can get a, a bottle. Oh, yeah, it's super cheap. Of, of uh, you know, uh, two hundred and fifty tablets uh, for a very very reasonable price. And it's well researched too. It's That's not. Right. Uh, it's not uh, a vitamin or, or natural um, product that is um, being you know touted uh, without back, without anything backing it up. It That's is right. a very well researched uh, yeah. vitamin. So uh, and actually, is it a, even a vitamin? It's actually more like a hormone. Actually, yeah. 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 I guess and it officially is a vitamin, and then we we produce it in our own bodies from the interaction of the uh, ultraviolet B rays of the sun interacting with the uh, uh, cholesterol that is in our skin uh, number number 70 hydrocholesterol that is the uh, that is the oil on your skin and uh, the interaction of ultraviolet b rays on that uh, changes i guess and uh, the result is is that it's absorbed deeper into the skin where the, where it's further metabolized 
and the and the body uses that for for many many functions and obviously it plays a big part in, yeah. uh, in immune function and that's and exactly, certainly a uh, bone health calcium and magnesium metabolism that's exactly what your article here is saying it's saying that um your best source of vitamin D is exposure to the sun without sunblock on your skin until your skin turns the lightest shade of pink. That's right. So there's no point in having a sun bath and then having a shower after just to wash all the oil off your skin where, where all the good stuff has taken place. You and wash it down the toilet or the shower stall instead. They're also saying that if you're in living in an area where you're, you can't get too much sun, uh, you can uh, use a, a, a safe tanning bed uh, to fill in the gaps uh, during the winter months when you're not getting uh, healthy sun exposure. Uh, and you can supplement with vitamin D3, uh, cola calciferol, and do not use the synthetic and highly inferior vitamin D2, uh, which is one that most doctors will give you a prescription for unless you ask what's the chemical name for D2? D2. Uh, it's Ederocasif, or I can't remember, actually. Yeah, I haven't got a I did know that one. Yeah. I think it's Ederocasiferol. Ederocasiferol. Calciferol. Tongue-tied right now. Anyway, we'll look that one up. In fact, it might be in here in any event. Yeah. Well, you know, vitamin D, it has, you know, a lot of the research that's been done has been for cancer prevention, and it's been shown to, to uh, prevent 16 different types of cancers. And uh, the Vitamin D Council is actually saying that it should be used for cancer treatment as well uh, in high doses to, um, as a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a... Um, Therapeutic dose? Yeah, therapeutic dose, but as a, what do you call it, a, a therapy, you know, um, uh, adjuvant therapy to go along with uh, whatever else yeah. you're, you're doing to yeah. treat the cancer. Yeah. You're still looking for the uh, vitamin D. Um, yeah, I'm looking for the synthetic name for D, uh, D2. Vitamin D2. Here, let's uh, see. I'll find it here. Uh, ergocalciferol. Ergo cal yeah vitamin D two ergo calciferol, and uh, vitamin D three is calicals uh, calciferol. It's called twenty five hydroxy vitamin D. Ah uh, yes. Hey, uh, well, somebody made a comment on um, on one of our podcasts um, in the sh- in the notes, mm-hmm. and said that uh, we erroneously called vitamin C a vitamin. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? We erroneously call vitamin C a or, vitamin. Or, or absor- more specifically, absorbic acid. Ascorbic acid. Yeah. In its purest form, it is ascorbic acid. But it, it occurs naturally uh, in, in fruit and vegetables, some of it in, as ascorbic acid, and uh, but as calcium ascorbate, uh, magnesium ascorbate. Uh, in fact, uh, you can get it in several f- mineral forms. Um, any mineral that the body needs, if it's available as an ascorbate, uh, then uh, it's desirable to get it. But like anything else, you don't overdose uh, on uh, things like, um, say, zinc ascorbate or iron ascorbate. You don't want to take too much of some of these minerals into the body, essential as they may be, but only in very small amounts. 
in the case of uh, calcium and magnesium. Um, with regard to calcium ascorbate or magnesium ascorbate, uh, it will have a very powerful laxative effect. Even ascorbic acid will. But uh, certainly um, the person takes issue with us calling uh, ascorbic acid as vitamin C. But in fact, it is, the, it is recognized as such by uh, uh, some of the foremost uh, nutritionists of our time. So what can I say? Yeah, I'm not Perhaps sure you could where. send us uh, the evidence that uh, refutes uh, the claim that, uh, that uh, vitamin C is not a vitamin or ascorbic acid is not a vitamin. Yeah, because I'm not sure where he was coming from either. He just said that uh, in this episode, you erroneously stated that vitamins, uh, not vitamin C, he didn't say vitamin C, he said absorbic acid is a, is a vitamin, and I'm trying to find the comment. But he said that it was a metabolizing agent or something along those lines, and not a, uh, um, not a vitamin. But uh, anyways, I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, I'll check that one out. That's interesting. And uh, yeah, so, um, and vitamin C. We're going to talk about a little bit about vitamin C uh, and radioactive mm. uh, radioactivity. Mm-hmm. and its ability to protect you against... Well, uh, vitamin C is a chelating agent. Uh, it will bind with minerals and uh, and help the body to excrete them. Uh, whether or not uh, it mitigates... Uh, I don't know enough to say that it would mitigate uh, the effects of, uh, of a mineral like uh, depleted uranium or some other radioactive mineral. Uh, it... it um, I really don't know enough to make a comment on that, really. Okay. I do know this, though, that uh, vitamin C is something that is uh, very important for uh, the health of the kidneys as well as the health of the liver. And uh, and I just find it ironic. I just saw in the uh, news and heard in the news the other day about a man who's got a form of hepatitis C and... Um, the uh, provincial government, Medicare, doesn't want to pay for the um, the cost of the therapy they want to give to him to deal with this form of uh, of uh, hepatitis C that he is uh, apparently uh, suffering from. When in fact, uh, all he needs to do is to take several grams of vitamin C a day, more or less. I would t- say take it up to bowel tolerance. And when you when you start having loose stools, that's the time to start cutting back until your bowel movements are normal. But vitamin C is a powerful antiviral agent, and it just amazes me that the provincial government's healthcare system isn't even aware of that. Particularly after the work of uh, Linus Pauling and Frederick Klenner and uh, Robert Cathcart, and these are doctors who uh, worked with patients or worked with uh, uh, doctors like Cathcart and uh, Klenner uh, and, uh, and show the, the potent uh, effect vitamin C has in boosting the immune system and neutralizing viruses and, uh, and having a positive effect on, uh, on conditions like cancer. Mm-hmm. Many, many years ago, I was approached by uh, a, 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 a woman regarding her mother who was... Uh, an escapee of the Nazi death camps. She had a huge, she had a huge uh, 
ulcer on the inside of her right leg just below the kneecap. It was so big you could have fit the pit of a mango into it. It was that big. And uh, when I was asked to see her, because this woman seemed to think that I could do something uh, for this dear woman, uh, she also had just below the ankle bone on the outside of her uh, uh, right foot uh, a huge ulcer. You could have put, uh, had the depth of a toonie and, uh, and the diameter of a toonie, and that was giving her much pain. And um, she asked me if I would massage the foot, which I did, and believe it or not, the, fa- the pain went away. But I t- suggested that she try high doses of uh, vitamin E and vitamin C. And uh, the long and the short of it is that the, uh, the ulcer on the heel disappeared uh, within a f- few weeks. And uh, within several months, uh, the ulcer on the leg uh, just below the kneecap on the, on the uh, inside of the right leg had gone down to a very, very small size. As I understand it, she w- went to Israel and... And uh, plastic surgeons actually did a, a, a skin graft and covered it over to finish healing it up. Interesting. Well, I mean, there's countless stories like this. Um, you've got a, a whole, probably a whole book that you could write. Yeah, uh, I'm not a very good writer. That's the trouble. My, <laughs> my grammar is terrible. <laughs> no, you just need an editor. Yeah, that's it. So uh yeah, so uh or or you could uh dictate the yes. the uh there's some software the where, of the, yeah. Yeah, you could just dictate it and it'll Well, uh, this voice dear woman, text. you know, with what she had gone through with the Nazi. I think we should ask uh, our our readers how many yeah. our listeners how how many people want to to read a book from Croft. Okay, we'll see what <laughs> happens with that. <laughs> Nutrition versus I'm disease. I'm getting on, you know. I'm uh, I'm going to be 77 in August, so yeah, well, I think it would be a great book. Anyway, so far my memory isn't too bad. Uh, I have lapses, so uh, you have to bear with me on that. But, uh, we'll just see how this evolves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh yeah, I did find the comment here. Uh, it's basically exactly what I said. Uh, said absorbic acid was wrongfully called a vitamin. It is actually a metabolite. Do some research. Well, that's fine. Uh, I only go by the doctors that were using ascorbic acid uh, in its various forms, either as calcium ascorbate uh, or uh, uh, sodium ascorbate, and getting very positive results. And uh, they chose to say, uh, call it vitamin C. And um, but are, it, it actually yeah. is classified as a vitamin. Yes, it is. And yeah. and I mean, even vitamin yeah. D is classified so as I guess a vitamin. I guess he had to give us a bit of a put down. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, there are a number of things that used to be called vitamins that are no yeah. longer called vitamins. It uh, just uh, reminds me, um, I when I was uh, doing a bit of research uh, with regard to Gary Null uh, and the work that he's done with the, this Gulf War syndrome and uh, the number of attacks against him by so-called scientists and, and journalists why is it they always have to attack a person just because they disagree uh, with them? Or, or worse, because they dare to question the medical and pharmaceutical establishment? Well, people are scared of the unknown. Yes. 
And uh, but they have to strike out like a rattlesnake, you know. Yeah, there, there's uh, there's this whole uh, quackery. Um, oh yeah, this that whole business conspiracy theorist thing. Yeah. If you say anything, well, that's the trouble a little is bit too far uh, the line. There are conspiracies. What do they think the Gulf of Tonkin was? Well, there's definitely conspiracies, but if yeah. you but if but if you uh, uh, speak out uh, against a conspiracy, uh, you then you, you become can be a, labeled as a as a freak or or a um, a nine eleven truther is an example, for instance. Yeah, so there's um, this uh, anti. Um, this this whole mentality that anything that's different is 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 you you have to if you have a different viewpoint you're you're a wacko. Yeah, well, that's, for instance, uh, you know, is a good example promoting. is nine uh, eleven and uh, the 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 plane that was supposed to have hit the Pentagon, and uh, uh, the size of the hole where the plane was supposed to have entered the Pentagon. Uh, should have sheared the wings off and left them behind, not to mention the two engines. And the hole that the plane was supposed to have come out of was much smaller in diameter. And in fact, there was a woman and her youngster that was with her uh, who was in uh, that part of the Pentagon where the bomb, or the plane hit rather, and uh, or supposed to have hit. And she walked out through that hole into the open sunlight. The, the, where the plane was supposed to have exited, she's suing Cheney and the Pentagon, and you can see how far that uh, she's getting with that, because uh, the judge happens to be a relative of George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. How did he get there? You know, whatever happened to impartiality in the courts? Yeah. yeah. Now, and uh, the question is, uh, okay, so this is a, a viewpoint that is uh, not being promoted by mainstream media but yet um you've just mentioned it on this program and does that mean that people who don't share that view should automatically discredit you and say that you're a complete wacko and that you've been reading too much uh conspiracy conspiracy theory books and uh maybe listening to uh tom what's his name uh uh, Jones. Um, oh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones yeah. and Jesse Ventura and all these guys. Yeah. And uh, no, of well, course not. Jesse Ventura I mean, has a well-documented book. They ought to read does. it. I, I'm, I'm reading it right now, actually. You uh, lent it to me last time. And uh, it's... Uh, the thing is, uh, no matter what, uh, you can't put two people in a room and have uh, uh, anywhere in the world, there's going to be... Any two people that you assign to sit in a room together and have a discussion, they're not going to agree on everything. That's right. And who cares if somebody has a different uh, viewpoint? And who cares if they're completely wrong? If they can, pre- if they can present it logically, mm-hmm. uh, and that you you can accept that. I mean, uh, what about uh, the the but bombing even, of even, the Rex right even, even, in in uh, Berlin uh, that. Uh, Turned out to be have been in a conspiracy uh, engineered by Hitler and his cohorts, but uh, nobody complained about that, did they? Yeah, because they were a bunch of fascists in support of it. That's why. Yeah, and you've got people who who have religious beliefs or or spiritual beliefs and all sorts of things that uh, n- aren't necessarily uh, mainstream and aren't necessarily have any basis in in. Um, logic or, or fact but that's fine people can believe what they want to believe as far yeah. as i'm concerned yeah. and of course uh 
when it comes down to these uh, some of these conspiracy theories like the one that you just mentioned there's there's a lot of actual logical and compelling evidence to support them yeah. and uh why close your mind and and uh label the, it as as uh garbage when in fact it could be uh it could it, be true or or there could be a grain of truth there could, there could be partial truth with anything these days you never know exactly what is the truth but you have to weed through all the facts and 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 try and figure it out for yourself that's a, that's my opinion that's right and of course that that's the whole problem in fact uh with our education system, we're not really teaching or educating uh, our children to be uh, critical thinkers, you know, and to uh, look for the logic behind things. And, that, that's a, and that's why we have a problem today with the type of politicians we send to uh, Ottawa, for instance. I'm thinking of uh, every one of those politicians uh, voted to bomb Libya. I, I I think that the problem isn't just on critical thinking. I think the problem is on control, uh, concentration of control of, of resources in with within a few corporations, mm-hmm. and and these same uh, people who who are supporting the system are saying that that uh, you know the capitalist system is is the best system, which you know I happen to agree with. But this is not capitalism. This is is corporatism. A capital in a capitalist society, you would never have uh, a true capitalist society. You would never have this kind of concentration of of power because you would have perfect competition, and there would never be uh, monopolies. There would never be monopolies, and and in most cases, these monopolies that do take uh, con- control of, of a market do so with the government's help. They don't do it on their own. There, there's a licensing body yeah. that is preventing entrance into the market uh, that is endorsed by the government. And, and who finances the market is artificially created. So I'm not, I'm not a, saying I'm, a, I'm a, like a pure capitalist. I'm not. I, I, I believe in a good mixed economy with social programs and everything like that. But well, at the same time... one reason why we get into trouble with our capitalistic system is because we don't attend to the social programs that would ameliorate a lot of the problems that uh, capitalism can engender. Uh, you know, unemployment and food stamps and yeah, but uh, that would, things that, like n- that. None of that, that, that would increase, you know, maybe the standard of living of the people, which is awesome. But that would not prevent large corporation, corporations like Monsanto mm-hmm. being able to influence pol- politicians and, and, and right. to be able to change the rules of what uh, can be legally patented, like for instance, we talked about this in episode five, I believe it was, mm-hmm. uh, how how Monsanto was able to uh, get a patent on a living organism, which mm-hmm. was previously unpatentable. Yeah. But they did so by by basically buying politicians, mm-hmm. and and they did it. It should be illegal, but they, but it but it's not to mm-hmm. do to do this kind of of. Uh, 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 of um it's a it's a big conflict and it sh- it shouldn't be happening and that's my rant for the day and uh, i think we are out, of, out time. of time so uh any last thoughts on this topic uh, croft no i think we've pretty well g- given a good rake and hoe for sure so in the show notes uh, if you go to foodsornotdrugs.com or to podcasthero.com uh, you'll find the uh, show notes, and uh, we're going to have links to the articles uh, and to this uh, video, the 
uh, Gary Null video. It's called Gulf War Syndrome, Killing Our Own. It's about two hours long, and it will have the Google um, video link for as long as it's still up. And we'll have alternate sources uh, available uh, for you to get the video if you uh, if you if you want. You can contact Croft at croft.woodruff at gmail.com, and uh, you can call us at one eight seven seven six three six one four seven four and leave a message if you have a question, a suggestion for a future episode, uh, any kind of a, a general question about natural health, health freedom, or anything like that for Croft, and. Uh, that's about it. Uh, I might add that uh, Gary Null uh, wanted people to take that documentary and spread it far and wide. In other words, uh, it's it's, uh, it's open copyright. Uh, they want to get it out there as much as they possibly can to educate the people as to what uh, government is doing to its own military uh, in the name of freedom when it turns out to be betrayal. And uh, not just its own military, but the people of, of these countries that are now having to, I mean, the American soldiers uh, are now at home and are suffering the consequences of, of the, uh, and not just American soldiers, the British and, and Canadian soldiers. We have that Italian soldiers too. that have had a tremendous epidemic of leukemia, and they were, they were in Kosovo. But it's the it's the Iraqi people and the Afghan the you know, Afghanis mm-hmm. and now the yeah. Libyans who are now in this uh, environment uh, you know for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. and possibly their children's lives depending on how long this contamination will last. So yeah, and of course uh, they won't attribute it to uh, the uh, proliferation of depleted uranium or other radioactive material. Uh, they'll be looking for a, a, a mythical virus. And you'll have all these organizations out uh, asking us to raise money to look for uh, this mysterious virus and cure the people of these conditions. When it's just not going to happen. When the truth is staring them in the face. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, do call in with any questions and uh, comments. And we will see you again in a future episode. Enjoy the sunshine. And... Get as much vitamin D as you feel you can afford. Yeah, I think we're going to do that right now. See you next week.